T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome. We are glad you are with us on this Wednesday, December 9th. Sunshine. You've got uh, upper 40s today. Heck, there's going to be some people out playing golf today. I had a buddy of mine texted me a little bit earlier. He's he's going to be heading out to Ironwood and uh, get a couple of couple of holes in today. So I, he's like, hey, can you take off? No, I can't. But, uh, but go at it, man. Go enjoy yourself. Good stuff. If you can get out and play golf today. Oof. Man, envious of you. Envious of you. In the meantime, we're while we're sitting here thinking about things that you normally would do in warmer weather, baseball happen to be happens to be one of them. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Adam McCalvey, Brewers.com and MLB.com is here. Adam, how you been? Well, I'm good. I'm texting with Doug Scopel, Bill. I don't know if you remember him, but he was the PR guy. I think he's now like the not the GM, but he's higher up in the Nashville Sounds front office. Right. And the Brewers are going to be back in Nashville. The news just came out. So I'm texting with Doug about where I'm going to go to dinner when the world gets back to normal and we can go visit an affiliate. And I can I'm 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 not going to lie. I'm looking forward to going to Nashville. Right. I, I would love to get back to Nashville. I mean, the only times I was ever in Nashville, I was telling people this the other day. They said, well, you've been to all these cities. Yeah, but a lot of times you go there for games. You go in, you go to dinner at some place. You go back to your hotel room, you get ready for the game the next day, you do the game that morning, and then you fly out that night, you know, and it's yeah. when, when you're talking football, and you don't get a chance to spend an actual actual time. I've been in Nashville four times, never, has never been out on the town, so I want to go back and enjoy myself. I wouldn't mind going down there and catching a minor league game. Yeah, how, how big a news is this for the Brewers affiliate to finally get back into Nashville? Well, it's the best possible scenario of all the different scenarios that have been thrown out in the last couple of months. Um, the last few years the brewers they've been in colorado springs which was um you know great town but a tough place to develop players because of this you know it's, it's people have watched games at coors field it's weird things happen there so then they moved to san antonio which was better geographically and, and easier to analyze the numbers but it was just it was an old double a stadium and, and the facilities mm-hmm. just weren't that good so in nashville People will remember that the Brewers were there for years and then they got nudged out in an affiliate shuffle just as they were opening a beautiful new stadium. So in terms of geography, facilities, the front office there, 
Uh, this is great news for the Brewers, and I know everyone in their front office were hoping that this was going to be the outcome. It sounds like I, I don't, I can't claim to be an expert on all the T's that still need to be crossed and the I's dotted, but it sounds like this is, you know, pretty much what it's going to be. Um, and, and just from a player development standpoint, it's big. And look, we all know how much David Stearns likes to shuttle players back and forth. And this right. is going to be a, a better, you know, as good a situation as, you, as, as the Brewers could have hoped for in terms of uh, having their AAA team close. Yesterday, Brewers make the announcement they've signed another catcher, Luke Maley. Uh, gets a one-year <laughs> contract. So what do they got, like six or seven catchers now in the uh, yeah. in, in the fold? Well, six on the 40-man, plus um, Peyton Henry, <laughs> who will be watching the Rule 5 draft tomorrow. Tough to take a catcher, a young catcher like that in the Rule 5, but we'll see. He's a good prospect. Um, he's unprotected. So, look, this is about boring old roster flexibility. Um Manny Pena is out of options. Jake Nottingham is out of options. Uh, David Freitas is out of options. Luke Maley has an option left. So, you know, I, I think Omar Navarez, they, they've signed him to bring him back. Um, a good offensive player who had a horrible 2020. Right. He's going to be the prime. The idea, as far as I know, is for him to be the primary catcher. It, you know, that leaves you tight in terms of flexibility. If Pena, Nottingham, and, and even Freitas don't have any options you're you're putting yourself in a situation where you make your decision at the end of spring training and then your your depth all of a sudden could take a hit if those players don't get through waivers so in melee they've got a guy who can compete to be you know on the big league team he was going to be on pittsburgh's opening day roster before he got hit in the hand and broke a finger um so he's a good defensive guy good backup type type catcher and if you want to hang on to Manny Pini at the end, you can send Maley down, and you know you're going to need more than two catchers throughout the year. Right. So it gives him a little bit of flexibility. I, I don't know. I've, I've talked a little bit with someone who's known Luke Maley for a long time, way back to college. He, he's a good hitter. He, his big league numbers don't show that, but if you look, he's, he's, not, he's been a backup guy. Um, so it's just hard to know what you've got if you're not able to play it. Uh, all the time. So um, I don't know. He's he profiles as a defensive guy, but I guess there's some there's something in the bat should he get an opportunity to play. But really, this is more a flexibility move. I'm talking with Adam McAlvey of Brewers.com and MLB.com. The other day, I heard David Stearns on the big show locally in Milwaukee, and the question came up about Ryan Braun. Is he? He says, "Well, we're you know we're we're talking with Ryan, and Ryan's going to make his decision at his own. Is, is there a, a strong consideration that he may come back?" Well, I mean, I think it all depends on, as David Stearns has put it, what the world looks like, and that is the world at large, and it's the baseball yeah. world. And I mean, do we know any more about either right now as we sit here than we did um, the day the Brewers were bounced by the Dodgers? You know, the vaccine is promising, but, yeah. you know, it's still, that's that's not even finalized yet. Right. Um, so it's, what does the baseball season look like? Are they playing 162 games, 150, 100? What is it? Um, is the DH in the National League? That's a huge question as it relates to Ryan Braun. That is nowhere close to being decided. So... These unknowns that existed when um, we were talking with Ryan Braun and with David Stearns about Ryan Braun in October still exist now. And, 
you know, I think David Stern said it way back then that he thinks this is something that's going to go very late into the decision-making process. I think it's going to be Brewers or Bust for Ryan Braun. That's my personal opinion, not based on sourcing at this point. Um, I don't see him wearing a different uniform in 2021, but I think it just all depends on what are the parameters of this coming season. And um, I don't think he's going to be in a hurry to make a decision. And I think the way the pieces fit and where he would fit, I'm not certain that they like need an answer now. I think they're going to build their team. And if they get to a point where um, there's an, a mutual interest in, in a return, then they can, they can work that out at that time. I'm not, you know, we get into this every year, especially at winter meetings times. You, you want action and you want the team to come together and it just doesn't work like that anymore. I don't know that right. it ever, always, you know, even way back when moves were made late. Now that's even more and more the case. And I think it's especially the case this offseason given um, we don't even know the rules of the game at this point. What is the level, do you think, of interest as Ken Rosenthal reported about Jock Peterson? Well, he is a bat. And the Brewers have shown over the, again, you look for David Stern's trends. And one of them is get the bat and figure out the position. And the Brewers feel like they're very good at defensive positioning and can be creative with uh, where they put guys. And yeah, sometimes that doesn't work out great. But when you look at the body of work in general, they've been a, they, they've done pretty well in you know moving guys to uncharacteristic positions and, and having it work. So you know would Jock Peterson fit maybe at first base? Uh, that probably is is the best like fit if he's going to play a bunch because unless something happens to one of your outfielders, you know Yelich isn't going anywhere. Kane you you. Brewers are going to be jumping up and down to get Lorenzo Cain back in 2021. And Avi Garcia is a guy that they committed to for a couple of years at $10 million and a year, and, and he's going to play right field next season. So uh, if you think Jock Peterson can fit at first base, there was a little trial with the Dodgers that didn't go well, um, but it was just very small sample. So you'd have to rely on your scouts to tell you that you think this guy can do this and that he's open to it. So, you know, it's it's... I would put Jock Peterson on a long list of, of kind of creative type options to play first base. And the bottom line in the end is you, you care more about the bat than the glove because the Brewers need offense. Um, a lot of teams in baseball are, are thinking that way this offseason. But at first and third base, the Brewers need to find a way to bring some offense in. And unless you're going to add it at third base, you're going to need to add it at first. So you, you bring in Peterson, maybe you're more likely to try a loose Urias at third base, even though he's not a, a power hitter and a, a producer, at least he wasn't in his first year in Milwaukee. Um, what does that do with Vogelback? Uh, my issue is, is look, that's great to have the bat, but it's not a consistent bat. It's not like he hits 270 with 25 to 35 home runs. He hits 245 to 250 with 25 to 30 home runs. Well, that'll play. I mean, in today's game, 30 homers are good, and that's just the way baseball plays at this point. And, I mean – Personally, I hope hopefully it swings back to a little more action. That's the kind of baseball I personally like, and I know there's a lot of people with me. But look, this is the brand of baseball that teams play right now, and um, power is a, is a good thing. And look, I love watching Dan Vogelbach play as well. I mean, he brought energy, he brought pop, yeah. he handled himself at first base when they put him out there. That was not part of the plan when they brought him in. 
I think it's great they bring him back. And the big thing to remember about this deal and all arbitration contracts, unless it's written into the contract, that's a non-guaranteed deal. So the Brewers could release Dan Vogelbach today and they only owe a, a portion of his salary. I think it's a sixth of his salary until you get to a certain point. Then it becomes a larger percentage and it's not fully guaranteed until you get to opening day. So I think re-signing him gave the Brewers an option for DH should that be part of the rules next year in the National League. And if not, um, they're, they're not on the hook for that entire salary as far as I know. So that, that's, I think, one thing um, to remember. And look, I mean, I don't think they plan to use him at first base. Um, the analysis that they had is that this is a DH. But he did it a little bit last year. And if you plan, you know, he's shown he can do it. In, and, right. you know, I think that flexibility is, is always a good thing, especially the way this front office views players. Always good to chat, especially in the, uh, the the colder months, to make me think about warm thoughts and now Nashville as well. Adam, always a pleasure, buddy. Have a great holiday, okay? Well, I'm enjoying – my liver is enjoying these virtual winter meetings. Normally I would be, like, <laughs> gravelly and groggy and leaning up against a wall, talking to you on a cell phone in a ballroom somewhere. So it's it's weird to be home, but but I think my internal organs are happy. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm yeah. glad to know what uh, what you do when you're on the road. So it's another yes. insight into the weird warp psyche and drinking capabilities of one Adam McCalvey. That's awesome, <laughs> man. I appreciate it. See you, Bill. I miss you. <laughs> All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Adam McCalvey, Brewers.com and MLB.com, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. What is for dinner tonight? I'll tell you. It's our friends from Quick Trip. Don't forget they have those take-home heat and eat meals. Fantastic. Pothole pizza, awesome. Fried chicken, even better. And if you want to wash it down with just your regular beverages or some adult beverages, they even have a lot of those beer caves. So good stuff. Good stuff right there from our friends over there at Quick Trip. And every time you go there, don't forget to swipe that Quick Rewards card. Start earning yourself some rewards and a little little less pain at the pump, so to speak, as well. Hey, we got some uh, announcement to make regarding the Big Ten when we come back. And, oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, 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 we got to discuss what went on last night as well. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. My friends ask where you are, I'm gonna say you went down in an airplane, Bill Michael Show continues on. We are glad uh, you are with us today. Hey, some breaking news coming out of the Big Ten. Uh, sources telling ESPN that the Big Ten is expected to change the six-game requirement for the league title game. Pending approval from the athletic directors. Um, this would allow Ohio State... To face then Northwestern next week in Indianapolis. The Buckeyes, though, still could find an opponent this weekend. Depending on other cancellations without uh, or within the league, uh, the key point is for the discussions that Ohio State could have lost its sixth game and still be qualified for the Big Ten Championship. wasn't uh, the situation where the Buckeyes needed to win to get in. It's just that they needed that sixth game. 
So they're talking now. The And you saw this coming. There was no way that the Big Ten was not going to be represented when it came to the college football playoffs. There was no way. You, you, you saw this coming a mile away. A mile away. Big Ten athletic directors met earlier today and discussed uh, as a group for the first time, multiple sources telling ESPN. Adam Rittenberg, by the way, has all of this on his Twitter feed. A meeting was productive, good collaboration from the administrators. They're now going to go to other groups for, for uh, potential approval. But uh, you, you could see this coming a mile away. A mile away. Because there was no way they were not going to allow Ohio State uh, not to play in a championship game because of COVID tests from other teams, uh, for, for other teams that had uh, had not been able to play, much like Michigan bowing out this weekend, and then thus keeping uh, Ohio State out of the mix. So uh, you just you just knew this was going to happen. Which, you know what, good for the Big Ten. Um you know, I, I, I saw that uh, the college football playoffs last night, uh, and still Ohio State considered one of the top teams in the country. They weren't uh, they weren't going to penalize them uh, regarding their inability to play that sixth game. So when it came to the college football playoff system, you saw kind of what they did. So Ohio State, uh, depending on which one you look at in the college football playoff rankings, they are still number four. But you know, it, it is a shame because you look at a team like Texas A and M who's seven and one, Florida is eight and one. You know, you've got Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson all playing nine games. Clemson one loss, but still nine and one, ten and one Notre Dame, nine and zero Alabama, and then Ohio State sitting there at five and zero. Cincinnati on the outside looking in, sitting at eight and zero. Luke Fickle, the former uh, assistant coach to uh, Urban Meyer from Ohio State, has turned that program around. It's funny because Iowa State got the win over the weekend. They jump up two spaces, and undefeated Cincinnati team falls a notch from seven to eight. Florida, with one loss, sitting there at number six. And again, I don't think that Cincinnati in that American Conference deserves to be in the Final Four, but it's it, it's a team that did everything they're supposed to do. Coastal Carolina, same way. They're ten and zero. Ten and zero, thirteenth in the country. They don't even have a sniff. At, this is the reason why you need to get an eight. Uh, at least an eight-team system for the college football playoffs. Georgia sitting at six and two; they're at number nine. Iowa State eight and two, number seven. So you got some two-loss teams that are ahead of, say, like an Oklahoma who is sitting at number uh, number eleven. They're seven and two, ahead of a Coastal Carolina team. In Indiana, who's played some outstanding football, they're they're at number twelve, and they're not getting respects at, at six and one. So Ohio State's reputation alone is putting them right now, right there in the top four right now. Depending on whether or not you feel they deserve it or don't deserve it, it is what it is. But uh, that's the college football. Now on the coaches' poll, uh, Ohio State still sits at number four. And that's a little bit different depending on uh, on who you think deserves to be in the top eight. But that's where it should be, in my opinion. You should have the top eight teams um, vying for – the championship, not just the top four. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in today, feel free to go ahead and do so. A lot to get to, a lot to talk about. Coming up after the bottom of the hour, we're going to hear from David Bakhtiari, the uh, big left tackle of the Green Bay Packers. He was uh, on the big show again yesterday, making his weekly visit. We're going to hear from him. 
So last night, did you did you stay up and watch that? I, now I have to admit, I uh, I've got a few people coming to the house this weekend, um, and so I was kind of cleaning up the house and you know getting things you know kind of just organized and stuff. And my kids are uh, going to visit, and um, so I'm just you know kind of getting things ready for the holidays. So I had the game on in the background, and Dallas is just not good. That's that's a I, I mean, granted, Dak Prescott going down did not help them. Andy Dalton, thirty-one of forty-eight last night, threw that costly pick at an inopportune. And there's never a good time to throw a pick, but threw a pick last night. Had a couple of touchdowns, didn't look terrible. Lamar Jackson, only twelve of seventeen, had the one interception himself. But Lamar Jackson, ninety-four yards, and then a thirty-seven yarder he took into the end zone. That uh, that was impressive. But again, coming back from COVID and doing what he did last night, pretty impressive. Last night, Edwards gets seven carries, 101 yards. You know, Zeke Elliott, 18 carries, they, they finally gave it to him a little bit, averaged over four yards a carry, but they just don't stick with the run. That is Mike McCarthy's offense, man. They just do not stick with the run. But they've got they've got some receivers down there. Gallup last night, 11 targets. CeeDee Lamb, nine targets. Uh, Amari Cooper, nine targets last night. Both uh, Cooper and Gallup getting into the end zone. Zeke Elliott, six or seven targets coming out of the backfield last night. He had a, he had a few catches as well. Nothing big, but but it's just it's that that defense of Dallas is just bad. It's going to take them a while to build that back up. But Mike McCarthy suffering yet another loss as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. I I have to sit here today and say I could have been more wrong. I really thought that McCarthy would come in. I didn't like his coaching hires, and I've never been a Mike Nolan fan. Didn't like the coaching hires. But I thought you got a lot of veterans, a lot of input from guys that have been there, done that, uh, maybe what that team needs, you know, uh, to elevate them. Dak Prescott wasn't having a bad season, but he was also playing catch-up the entire time before he ended up going down with the injury. But I thought, boy, that, that would be a team that would be vying for the East in a bad East. I didn't think the Giants would play well. I didn't think the Eagles would play well. In a bad, I knew Washington wasn't going to be a good football team, but in a bad East, I thought, nah, the Cowboys should run away with this thing. They've got good talent on offense, good offensive line. Their defense is suspect, but they should have enough offense to win games. And where, where does that sound familiar? And, and it just, it just has not materialized down there, not at all. They are still just scrambling, sitting at three and nine on the season. Pretty much their season's done. Washington still hanging on to life. Washington and the Giants both sitting at five and seven. The Eagles obviously uh, still reeling, three eight and one. They're even they're even as bad as the Cowboys. Although the Cowboys are a one half loss more because of the tie, the Eagles are above the Cowboys. They have one less loss. But uh, right now, the Cowboys, the cellar dwellers, what I thought would be the division winners, they are the cellar dwellers in that division. And McCarthy just. Uh, they're just spinning their wheels down there, so not good. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. When we come back, we'll hear from the uh, big left tackle for your Green Bay Packers, David Bakhtiari, making an appearance on the big show yesterday. And uh, today, though, you're looking outside going, it's pretty nice outside. It's not going to last. This weekend, we're going to get uh, a brush with snow. We're going to be in the 30s, lows in the teens and the 20s. You know cold weather's here. And our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin say, hey, don't worry about putting on extra sweaters or wool socks or even drinking heavily in your home. Oh, you can do that, but 
you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? They install year-round with every leaky window and door that you replace. You're going to be, uh, start saving on your energy bills right now. Right now, in winter and in summer. Better still, with their latest Pella Now and Pay Later offer, you get no money down, no payments, and no interest for 12 months. Plus, you save an extra 500 bucks right now. That'll keep some extra money right there in your pocket uh, for this time of year. That's nice. But it's only through the end of the month. So you can set up your free consultation right now. Free consultation right now. Simply go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. And just see what they have to offer from different shades and moldings and hardware and you name it it's it's a great experience i've done it i highly highly encourage you to do it too i wake up every day and i'm like ah, it's nice in here even though i can hear the heat running a little bit every now and then but most of the time i'm walking past windows and doors and they've replaced almost everything in the house now the ones they didn't though i can feel it when i walk past the window that's how impressive the pillow windows and doors are you don't notice them when you have them, and they beautify your home, they add value to your home, and they're safe. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. David Bakhtiari, next on The Bill Michael Show. Border to Border, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How we looking? Bill Michael Show, we continue on. Glad to have you today. So David Bakhtiari makes his weekly visit to the big show. Um He uh he, he makes his appearance weekly. It's the big show at 1250 AM, the fan out of Milwaukee. And he started out talking about why he wasn't, why he wasn't a part of Aaron Rodgers' 400th touchdown celebration. For starters, number one, I didn't even get the memo. I had no idea that that was the 400th. Don't, no, no, touchdown. don't say that on the air. That's your best friend, man. Don't, don't say that on the air. Don't let him right, use well, this. Don't, don't let him don't use worry, it against I, you. I have a, I have a great contingency plan on that. Not to mention that on the play, um, <laughs> I. I got a – so the left guard, Lucas Patrick, ended up cutting the three-tech, and he his leg whipped up and his heel smoked me right in the cheese curve. Oh, oh my oh. God. And, oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not kidding. Full disclosure, I have a huge bruise to, to show for it. Oh, no, I believe you. Oh. In a cheese curve? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, no, not actually on the cheese curd, thankfully, but I mean, I got smoked there, but like you can see this line oh, on its way heading no, right over there. Oh, which you ain't got no God. kids yet, man. Area, you got to be but, careful until you get some kids. Take it easy. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's why. So on that play, I mean, I was on, I was on my knees kind of nursing myself and then just, I just, made, I had to make sure I trotted off. I to Because we had the extra point, I wanted to make sure I got off the field. And, I, yeah, like I said, I had no idea, and I had other things I was currently dealing with at the time. There you go. Dealing with other things at the time. How are we looking? I, <laughs> that just sounded bad. 
But it's very Wisconsin to get kicked in the cheese curds. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he also talks about the offensive line that trotted out against the Eagles. And uh, when you talk about the conversations with the guys across the, uh, across the way with Fletcher Cox because they had a patchwork line. I trust uh, Senevich. You know, he had a, a conversation with the guys. Um, I know that because he asked them to stay after a meeting and he wanted to get their feel about how he felt about them moving to certain positions. They were all comfortable with it. We practiced uh, during the week, and that was a lot of what we ended up going out there with on uh, on Sunday. And I, I thought the guys did a good job. They came ready to play. Uh, that's a very aggressive front, as you saw early. It was pretty chippy. Uh, it's funny, you know, they the refs were telling us to calm down, even – Fletcher Cox was talking to me about telling my guys to calm down. And in my mind, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, you guys are the one that brought this over here. This is this, the game is chippy because of you guys. So don't, mm-hmm. don't try and tell us like, you don't want this type of fight. You, you are asking for this fight by the way that how you're playing it. But uh, again, a good front uh, penetrating front. I felt like we were able to withstand the initial blow. It was a heavyweight battle and um, excited that we were able to take advantage when we had our opportunities. Uh, Aaron Jones on that. Now, uh, I know Aaron Rodgers alluded to this after the fact, after the game, during the, uh, the postgame presser, but during the Aaron Jones 77 yard touchdown run, um, he, the discussion was, is Aaron Jones, as he's going towards the end zone, is he even the fastest guy in the field? Because the guy that was right there in front of him was none other than David Bakhtiari. It, it's funny. That's not even the fastest I've actually ever run in a game before. Really? Because- uh-oh. So in 18, Tackle and, 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 and this, this is why I'm mad, in 18 against the Jets, Aaron threw an interception on a, um, I believe it might have been a two-point conversion. Or no, it, it was an interception in the end zone. I don't know if it was for a touchdown or a two-point conversion, but uh, the guy ran it back, but it ended up being a penalty, so it was blown dead. I never heard it. I take off sprinting trying to stop the guy, and then our uh, – our strength and conditioning staff after the game, they came up to me and they're like, Hey, like we, you know, we have those GPSs on you guys for games. Um, we just want to let you know, you know, you hit like 18.1 miles an hour. Woo! And I actually, I, I tore my hip flexor running that run, oh. uh, by the way. But that is, that's why I said 18 was the first thing that came in my head for the fast. Like I was moving that. Now the doctor told me like, don't do that anymore. I'm like, yep, I'm not going to do it. I tore my hip flexor. It's not something I want to do again. And then, Adrenaline in the game, you know, wanting to, you know, put the nail in the coffin, something just clicked, and I just felt like a young kid again just took off. <laughs> so, which is fantastic. I mean, he was. He was one of the guys that was, you know, we saw the uh, highlight over and over again. He was one of the guys that was kind of leading the way for Aaron Jones. Now, um, there is the discussion as they effort towards the postseason and venture into the playoffs, uh, the NFC playoff picture. We control what we can control. Obviously, we need a little bit of help. Uh, um, with the last four games, you know, obviously because the Saints are ahead of us. But if we take care of our business, which you know we what we need to do, Coach always talks about we got to go one and zero this week. We got to do that four more times of the regular season. Um, we can put ourselves in a good position to have the first round by. Um, that's something that obviously that carries even more weight now. Obviously having all the um, having home field advantage, but also that's the only team that does get a first round by. Now, um, he, you know, which is true. I mean, they do need a little bit of help if they control themselves uh, and they continue to win out. Aaron Jones, though, on the other hand, uh, the discussion becomes back to him, becomes uh, is, is he uh, a true, in the, in the most purest sense of the word, is he a true superstar in this league now? Yeah. Uh, again, having Aaron Jones playing the type of game that, he, that we know he can play, you know, he's a superstar. 
he can uh i mean he can really do it all and and you see right there he's got that uh explosive elite playmaking ability that uh he can break tackles get in open space and has that top end gear um and if you want to have some a running back or you know a star player start you know hitting their stride you always want it right at the end of the year anyways hit it going into the postseason so I'll take what he's doing right now, and again, we just have to continue stacking successes, building off it, and creating opportunities for him in the run game to give him those chances. Because obviously, one, the more at bats you get, the better the chances are. But two, you know what we do in the run game, opening up these holes, blocking these guys, giving him a chance to be one on one. Our goal at the end of the day is to give him a chance to be one on one with one of their lesser end tackling players on mm-hmm. defense that's where we get those big plays. The uh, The other question, uh, defensively speaking, we watched the emergence of Rashawn Gary. He has gotten better. He doesn't have, like, uh, a ton of moves, but as far as just being upper body strong and a guy that can kind of get it done, uh, they talk about him in, in a comparison. Listen to what David Bakhtiari has to say. He got drafted where he got, where he got drafted because he's got um, elite elite potential mm. and I, you're starting to see it now the guy is starting to figure out not only himself but the defensive scheme he's more confident in the way he plays and it's showing on Sundays he's putting himself in better positions because I think he's starting to key more on thinking less about the defensive play call thinking more about understanding what formation what what certain plays can happen based on the offensive formation that's being presented to him and then also being able to manipulate the offensive player in front of him whether he's you know dealing with a tackle or whoever to beat them to put himself in a position to make a play and, and showing up i mean i i've seen it. i've worked with him uh, i've worked against him uh, a lot and i mean he's got top end first step you know he's his explosiveness off the football and his you know how how fast and explosive he is with his feet i mean it's it's up there with everson griffin and i don't really lightly put people in that category because Everson strictly get off wise on, uh, on the snap count, getting off on the ball in this pass rush, there really is only one of one. So for him to even be close to the, to Everson is saying a, a lot for him. Um, then there's the discussion with the Lions. Here come the Lions. Lions, you got to go to Ford Field, a place that you have traditionally not uh, – it's not easy to go into Ford Field, much less for a team that's already fired their head coach and they're feeling it a little bit after getting a win for their head coach, the interim head coach, Daryl Bevel. But he talks about the matchup with the Lions. You know going against them, they're going to hit you hard. They're going to hit you for four quarters, and they're going to make you earn every single point that we want to put up, and they're going to make us earn every single play, and then they don't make it easy. Um, that's a testament to the, their culture and what they have. Um, so, yeah, definitely going into this game. This is this is going to be a football game that uh, we shouldn't take lightly. Again, we have to take care of our business. Um, no one's going to roll over for us. We're we're in a position that where we are is because we've been executing and playing um, playing hard at a high level. It's not because teams are coming in and, and just expecting to lose against us and rolling over. And then, last but not least, uh, the discussion is about his uh, compadre and his buddy, Aaron Rodgers, and how good he really is. As a quarterback, you know, you are playing the most important position. And with that, you can be the most impactful. But on the same end, because of the position that you play, that leadership quality that you can exude because the fact that you touch the ball every play can elevate everyone else 
whereas, you know, quarterbacks that, and this is just my outside looking in, quarterbacks that aren't as gifted, their leadership can help propel them and, I guess, almost compensate for what they lack. And, you know, with Aaron, you, you get the complete package, really. I mean, like, the guy is the most calm, cool, and collected guy and at least from me working with him from day one that I got in the huddle, he's brought the best out of me as a player. And then you just look at him physically, his intangibles, and I see him working every day, week in and week out. I have no problem dubbing him the best quarterback of all time because I know how smart he is. I know his I, – I, every day I get to see the show that he puts on in practice and his preparation and – and, I don't like the one, you know, the one time I actually did go to the Pro Bowl working with a couple of other quarterbacks. I don't want to say any names and not discrediting them, but the fact that I can see a difference of drop off and this is supposed to be the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. kind of gives you an idea of someone, they at least for me, that, you know, that's all I've been exposed to my entire career. So there you go. That is, uh, that is David Bakhtiari yesterday. On the uh, on the big show, based out of uh, Milwaukee on twelve fifty a.m. So uh, some good stuff and uh, good insight as as to how he thinks in comparison to others and such uh, about you know the guys around him and the upcoming game against Detroit. So there you have it. Um, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Michael Jordan making some news because oh boy, when he talks about his guests on the golf course, he's he's doing some things. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers made the decision there'll be no fans in the stands here at Lambeau Field for the remainder of the regular season. Although some COVID numbers have improved, CEO Mark Murphy says it's still not safe, so only a few hundred employee family members will be allowed. The Packers are 9-3 after beating Philly. The Eagles announced they'll bench Carson Wentz in favor of rookie Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was asked, what did he say to Wentz after Sunday's game? You know, I just, I've been meaning to talk to him for a while, and I'm glad I got the opportunity to say some things because I've always respected his game and been a fan of, of his game, and I think he has a really unique skill set. You know, obviously this hasn't been a great year there in Philly. Um, I think there's a lot of factors around him that contribute to that. Rodgers on the McAfee Show. Green Bay headed for Detroit this weekend. The Lions are energized after beating the Bears 34-30 in Chicago, led by former Badgers quarterback and Packers assistant Daryl Bevel, now Detroit's interim head coach who's turning things around. These players, they just did such a great job. You know, they never measured the game. They continue to play. Um, the effort with, you know, with which they played with, the enthusiasm, playing for one another, uh, believing in themselves was just amazing. Lions head coach Daryl Bevel in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. This is where you get into I wish I had this kind of life. And maybe it'll come to a golf course near us very soon. But when you're Michael Jordan and you've got uh, that new golf course, the Grove 23 course in South Florida, uh, you know, friends, stars, all that kind of stuff, everybody wants to go down there and see Michael Jordan playing golf. 
Caroline Wozniacki, um, uh, the tennis star, and I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, she put a video up, and it it when you order, you can order things at Michael Jordan's golf course. Okay, beer, a sandwich, snack, whatever it happens to be. When you order it, it's not like the regular golf cart that's coming around. They have that. Okay, but the golf cart, because of COVID, they're limiting in-person interaction, right? So they got creative in Florida, obviously. Um, the, they say Jordan's course also has golf carts that go up to 35 miles an hour for social distancing. <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with anything? Come on. The faster you go, the more you're going to outrun Narona. Come on. But uh, he has drones. They have a drone service now. So when you order something, say you want a beer and you want a bag of pretzels and you want a cigar. Okay. Pump it up. It's a little ordering system they have, either an app or on the golf carts. You hit it, and all of a sudden you're zzzz, and five minutes later, here it comes. Find you. Find you on the golf course. Hey, I'm on hole five. And uh, this is what we want, and here you go. And then it delivers with a long cord a bag, and in the bag is your order. And it's automatically billed to your, your, your credit card, which you give at the beginning of the day. How about that? Michael Jordan, getting creative. 35-mile-an-hour golf carts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But drones that are dropping stuff off. I like that. I like that. Hang in there. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Are you uh, are you starting to think that maybe this Packers defense can be an asset to this team and help them out, and indeed get them to the promised land? We'll get into that discussion. Seth Galina, by the way, the senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus, he's going to talk some college football as the Big Ten making a decision today, most likely that if uh, Ohio State cannot find another opponent by the weekend that they will still be allowed to play in the uh, championship game. Tyler Dunn's going to join us coming up in about an hour and ten minutes. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.